Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and here at the podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests here into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. And as the, um, you know, current state of the world is, I, of course, do not have people right here in person, but I am doing, um, I'm actually... Uh, uh, doing my first Google Hangouts, everybody. I'm a Google Hangouts virgin, so... <laughs> Hopefully this turns out okay. <laughs> We're all virgins today. <laughs> um, yes, me especially. I'm the most virginal by far. Um, and and uh, what I've been doing uh, since I have the opportunity to uh, record with, uh, like, remotely with other people that have recording equipment, it made sense to me to interview other people on the Sonar Podcasting Network and kind of introduce all you folks at home that are just so thirsty for podcasts right now uh, to give you an introduction to some of the people on my lovely podcasting network. So without further ado, via Google Hangouts, (laughs) I have Kaylee Legrand and Justin Van Liesout from We're Totally Not Okay, the podcast. And we're totally not... Yeah, and that's no, okay. Oh, never. <laughs> but it's <Bye>. okay. <laughs> but it's okay. But that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to um this is actually the first time I'm actually meeting both of you. Um Yeah. Let alone interviewing you. So nice to meet you both, first of all. Nice to meet you <laughs> it's too. It's awesome to meet you. I mean, obviously being on the same network, I track you and watch you and I feel like I do know you a little bit, but it's it's cool to finally connect. Yay. I'm also a big fan of your podcast and I was very uh happy at, to meet Justin as well coming on in the second season. That was a very fun Yay. exciting yeah. change. Woot, what? Woot. I, yeah, woot woot. Woot's all around. So <laughs> maybe uh, before we get into the sexy good times, maybe um, we can just have you talk about your podcast a little bit, just so people get an idea about where you're both coming from. Sure. Yeah. So the podcast, We're Totally Not Okay, is a podcast that focuses on the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. And we initially... My first co-host in season one, Tanya Bevan, and I initially thought that we were going to be interviewing people only in the entertainment industry, and it quickly ballooned into conversations that we never would have been privy to otherwise to talk to tech gurus and mental health professionals. And um, we do still connect, obviously, with a lot of people in the entertainment industry, since that's sort of where we exist. And um, that's also how I met Justin. And that's still very much so his world, which he can speak to. But I guess being able to break down not only the kind of media that we are involved in producing as actors, writers, producers, podcasters, but taking a look at it from the consumer side and how it's affecting us on that level of mental health. 
Very, very cool. I love it. And Justin, uh, what is your experience now coming in on season two? What's it been like for you? Yeah. Um, so I was actually super fortunate. I got really drunk at a party one night and kind of <laughs> stumbled and staggered my way into Tanya and Kales's arms. Um, and yeah. it was like the weirdest thing. We just kind of kept in touch, like super random. And then all of a sudden Tanya was up and moving and Kaylee was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Tanya messaged me actually and was like, you should replace me. And then Kaylee messaged me and was like, you should replace her. Um, and so I just kind of found myself stumbling into this beautiful world that I had never really had conversations around, never really engaged in. Um, and yeah, so Tanya's been a big part, or Tanya and Kales have been a really big part in kind of pushing me towards opening up and, and being being more comfortable having those kinds of conversations. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's such an important thing. So thank you both so, for creating this type of content. It's amazing. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about, uh, maybe we'll start with you, Kaylee. What was the impetus behind starting up this podcast? Mm. <laughs> um, I have spoken a little bit about <laughs> my experience that led to it on the podcast. I guess sprinkled throughout um, a couple of different episodes, I'm sure. But I, being an actor, had some firsthand experience getting, I guess, a little quote-unquote meta, as I was told by friends and producers on certain projects, that I wasn't aware I was going meta on. And... I spent years, like still am pulling it apart, teasing apart what happened with my psyche, like what happened on a neurological level to make me want to repress experiences on set, like taking on characters that were so far away from what I wanted to associate myself with that going to dark places wasn't necessarily the the challenge. I knew I could go there, but I didn't realize once I accepted certain roles or the amount of scream queen roles that I was doing, how it was actually affecting me mentally. And, um, and in particular, one experience that I just completely repressed. I didn't remember actually big chunks of my life on set. And it took a while to kind of tease that out and to realize that it wasn't so much about being afraid to go there, like whether or not I could go there, but being able to drop the work and not let it consume me, not have that character take over um, as much of my life as it did when I was working on uh, this dark edgy project. Right. So I became really fascinated with what was happening on a psychological level, um, on that level of the psyche. And I'm a little bit obsessed with anything Carl Jung, anything that has to do with the psyche or the unconscious, the collective unconscious. And so I come at it, I guess, from that, that standpoint, because I studied a lot of psychology in university and I wanted to also satisfy the journalist in me. I used to be a journalist, so I got to have interviews again and talk to people about, hey, what do you guys think's happening? You know, as as an actor, I came from my own experience, but I got to also ask other people how they were being affected in that same like what what happens to our mental processes when we also consume on the other side all of the media that is bombarding us with different messages on a daily basis. Yeah, totally. And Justin, what was interesting to you about the podcast to want to kind of um, to join? Uh, well, first of all, Kaylee is just such a healing energy in general. And so she kind of came Aww. into my life at a time when I was feeling super disenfranchised with the arts and was like, I could be making way more money in business. Why am I not doing that? 
Um, and just, she's kind of rekindled that kind of engagement in me. But backing up a little bit before that, I come also from the world of performing. I grew up as a child performer. Um, mm-hmm. And for reasons that we may or may not get to later, I ended up moving out of my hometown when I was 16 and going to the West End of Toronto to go to a performing arts high school. Um, wow. And through that experience, it was amazing. Totally glad that I did it. Would not do it again, though. It really taught me that I didn't want to be in the spotlight all the time and yeah. and kind of showed me that that wasn't the type of person. I, I couldn't be a happy person doing that. And I couldn't be myself doing that. Um, and so I think that really echoes a lot of Kaylee's story, too. It was kind of this realization that, yes, I love performing and I have a passion for it, but it doesn't really define me. It's not it's not everything about me. I also love writing and, and producing and directing and doing all these other things. And so it kind of comes back into the podcast in that way, in the sense of similar to how Kaylee originally started it with trying to be more conscientious about what that actual effect has on you. And so now creating content, it's constantly thinking about how is this being received? How is this affecting the viewer or the listener or or whoever is consuming that media and, and what it does to them? Yeah, it's very interesting kind of this idea of um, what I refer to it as is kind media. Um, and I know when I need to have a dose of it, essentially. Yeah. Um, especially that's something that I've been craving lately so I'm specifically kind of you know reaching out to people um and just even just like on Netflix you know very careful about the shows I choose because um I'm trying to stay balanced because this is you know we're in quarantine this is difficult on all of us in lots of nuanced little ways and it's all unique how we're dealing with this but something that um really helps me is kind of consuming kind media um, is that something I really like that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you've ever, you've heard that phrase or that I, mm. I, I, am actually didn't coin it. I, I, um, it's, I, I got it from a drag race podcast actually. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mary. I love that. I, all right, Mary. I absolutely yes. am obsessed with all right, Mary. I love it. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that term, uh, in particular, but I absolutely resonate with what you're saying. I came from, um, I mean, even now in these times, I am pretty particular about what I am consuming, especially news-wise. Yeah. I used to be a little bit of a news junkie throughout university. I um, I guess because I, I studied media and I had pretty significant experiences where I had to cut it out of my life. I realized how depressed I was getting. Just I remember standing in front of my my screen one day, I, I think it was, um, during the, during, there was a shooting, I think it was the Charlie Hebdo shooting. I remember, I remember standing in front of my TV for what must've been like, I kind of woke up after I think probably hours that I hadn't moved. I was staring at my TV, just dropping tears that, and I literally physically had not moved for like half a day. I'm like, okay, this isn't, this isn't good. This is not conducive. And I had to make a conscious decision to, cut news media out of my life for a very particular for for quite some time like I still obviously get um NPR pushed to my phone and like (laughs) I I I still keep up with things uh a little bit but 
you know, I, I need to be particular about the things that I'm consuming as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's very relevant, like with right now, because we're all kind of just at home scrolling through Twitter feeds, like just endless mm-hmm. scrolling about what's going on in the world right now. Do you have mm-hmm. any like advice for how to how we can create boundaries around how we specifically engage with like news media right now? Well, I've been pretty fortunate that I have friends who, uh, friends and family who are keeping me updated with relevant materials that I do need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also obviously have friends who are also just pushing needless, a needless amount of articles because they're coming from a, I guess, a fear-based mentality when they're sharing those things and, you know, wanting me to be safe and wanting me to be in the know. But I've had those conversations with certain people saying, I, I really appreciate it, but don't like, if there's something that, that, you know, that I really need to know, like I'm keeping on top of stuff as well. But, um, I, I feel like I'm already getting enough information coming from my parents and my friends and then what I need to know about, like if I need EI or if I need to hop onto the Canadian benefit uh, fund, you know, I'm aware of what those details are and I know what I need to research. And at that point I cut everything else off. Like once I realize I've spent again, whatever period of time, maybe it's just five or 10 minutes. If I realize I haven't physically moved from a spot in my, my studio space, just scrolling on my phone, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm more aware to recognize how long I've stayed stagnant. I'm like, and I'll drop it and I'll go do yoga. I'll go for a run. I'll do anything else. Yeah. Justin, what is your relationship with media like? Do you find yourself getting overwhelmed lately with things? So I'm a little bit of an oddity when it comes to that case. I am the human being that turns off all my notifications on my phone. So Good it doesn't make you. sound. It doesn't light up. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't. The only thing that comes on the screen is text messages. And other than that, it will make no noise or light. That's it. Um, so in terms of actual consumption, I usually only consume when I have time. And as weird as it is right now, I'm super stationary and have a shitload of work to get through. So I've actually probably been busier now that this whole COVID ordeal has hit the universe um, than I was beforehand. So I feel like I have even less time to consume it. I would say that one of the most difficult things is just, well, now for anyone who doesn't know anything about me, I live out of a suitcase for work because I travel the world filming. Um, I know, super jealousy-inducing job. But right now, because of COVID, I'm in my parents' basement because I don't have an apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is really difficult being home just with all my family. Like, obviously, it's like the conversation is constantly about the virus. And it's like, at some point, it's just so difficult not to roll your eyes and walk away. Um, but again, it's a lot of concerns. And I think one of the biggest things that always come back to we're totally not okay um, mm-hmm. is mindfulness and manifestation. And so this too shall pass. Everything will be good. And when you realize that you're reaching your saturation limit, just be mindful of it and take a break. Totally. Yeah. I think, I think so many of us aren't um, self-aware when we need to do that, you know, and we just, we just yeah. are there for hours and then just kind of feel terrible after <laughs> and then do, and then do yep. the same thing the next day, you know, and then the next day. It's just crazy. It's a learning yeah. process. It's a learning process. It is. Process. Yeah. Totally. I was also super aware of how I was sort of starting to get sucked into the COVID hole. Mm-hmm. Um, when Justin and I just released an episode 
with David Elmolet. We recorded it back in, he's a comedian. We, were, we recorded an episode with a friend who was a comedian and we recorded it back in, I think, like January or February. So um, <laughs> we've been releasing some episodes, trickling them out a little bit more slowly. And because it had nothing to do with the virus and, and some of the topics of conversations uh, led to areas where it's like, oh, that's not the way of life right now. It was sort of awakening, but also a beautiful break of, like, I've listened to that episode, not just while we were editing it, but like repeated it repetitively, but I listened to that episode back again. It was just, it was so joyful that I'm like, I, I want to live in that world. <laughs> Go back in time. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to create like a healthy balance of like with with uh, doing my own podcast, like, you know, talking about relevant things and like trying to be helpful for people who are maybe struggling through this. But yeah. on the other hand, trying not to like fear monger or like add fuel to the flame. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just trying mm -hmm. to create a healthy balance of like you know, trying to make light and trying to c continue to conduct our, our lives and stuff like that. Um, but I've honestly been a little bit, um, like, I, I try to stay as light as possible and as positive as possible while at the same time not, not ignoring the facts of what this time means for many people. I am in a very fortunate situation. I... I feel gratitude every day for what my life is, um, but also obviously have my own stressors because of what's going on. And so trying to make light of it, I realized even the other day, I deleted a tweet because I'm like, that's too, like I'm, ma I'm making jokes and I just started thinking, I'm like, if somebody stumbled across my Twitter and read that, how insensitive, I think I made a joke about how like, I'm down to the alternative milk that doesn't froth properly. And I'm like, oh my, oh my fucking God. If, if, I am literally the worst human on this planet. And I thought, and at first I'm just like, no, it's fine. It's a joke. People will understand. It's lighthearted. Yeah. But I could not stop thinking about it for hours. I'm like, I got to delete it or I just won't stop thinking about it. So I deleted it. <laughs> and now it lives here forever. <laughs> yes, you deleted it, but you didn't, did you? <laughs> I just put it out and it still lives on. Whatever, guys, I'm a demon. I belong in the hell jungle. As you cheers no one with your whiskey. Yeah, um, good. <laughs> yeah, Who can good. never be sure? This is water. <laughs> Three ounces of water, yeah. I've just got a discolored water. Um, yeah. Do you all on the podcast ever talk about the relationship between sex and media? Um, oh, we did a, when Tanya was a co-host, we did a crossover episode with a podcast called Somebody Date Us. So mm -hmm. I think we touched a little bit more into the territories of sex with that episode, but, um, I can't off the top of my mind recall, like, it's just not something that... We have spoken about sexual abuse and some of those more serious topics, yes. but I don't think we've addressed it in a fun, lighthearted way. Right. Yeah, we haven't really <laughs> delved into to play. Um, and, and, and so I, I'm excited to talk about that other side of it. It was just strange that, like, I'm more nervous to talk about the joyful side of sex than, than I was when we were having, talking about, like, sexual abuse and what PTSD came from that. <laughs> well, that's a great, a great segue as any. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you 
sip my water again. So maybe I'll, um, well, because Kaylee has her mouth full of whiskey, Justin, maybe I'll ask you, um, (laughs) and she's also just (laughs) looking introspectively into her own glass. Yeah, yeah, good. She likes to ponder. She's very existential. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, maybe we'll start with you, because maybe you're a little less nervous and you can pave the way for Kaylee. Sure. Um, what type of sexy media do you like to consume? Oh my god, what type of sexy media do I like to consume? I have, I feel like I go through phases. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, sometimes I can watch porn and really enjoy it, and then other times I'm like, this is ridiculous and makes me feel so uncomfortable, why am I watching this? <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like it's like one extreme or the other. Um, which and it, do you think that that happens to be just because of the choice of video or genre or actor or whatever, or it's how you're feeling that affects. Um, it probably has more to do how it with where. You. Yeah, it probably has more to do with kind of where my head is at that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it definitely. I don't know. I feel like when I am in a weirder spot, I'm more okay with photos than I am with video. Mm-hmm. I also just like have a super weird time. The minute someone starts like aggressively moaning or something, I like I can't take it seriously. <laughs> I'm like I can't. This isn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I I'm glad you are enjoying yourself, but this is mm-hmm. this is over the top. I'm done. I'm tapping out here. <laughs> and because is that because it reads as inauthentic to you? Uh, probably. I mean, I think. I mean, maybe this is TMI, but I must say it anyways. I'm fairly quiet when I'm having sex. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't come natural to me to make a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, so when I watch that, I'm like, I cannot relate. <laughs> I can't relate right now. And we need to be able to relate to the heroes of our story. I would like we to do, relate yes. to this, and I just can't. <laughs> now, here's um, an interesting question, because, um, I mean, I'm on sex work Twitter and sex education Twitter, like, constantly, right? Mm-hmm. So this is something that we sometimes talk about, um, that we want men to make more noise during sex fair like we're like please moan like would you please like that would make us so happy um is that something a trend that you notice that that guys in general kind of are more quiet um no it tends to vary but i feel like like i'm okay it's not that i'm not okay making noise i am okay making noise and i understand that that's important for my partner but are you to- totally not okay? But am I totally? Are, are, it's okay, are, are but we, I'm totally are we not totally okay. Not okay. okay. Yeah. Good plug. <laughs> Enjoyed that one. Um, no, so it's like not that I'm not okay with it. It just like at some point when I'm when I'm consuming that kind of media, it just feels so overdone, and it's like I don't know. I'm just I sit there rolling my eyes. It's like it can't be that good. Like how you met this person like five <laughs> minutes ago. For me too, I think yeah. I think a lot of my my gratification comes from emotional connections. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. even if I'm getting off, I'm not really getting off if I don't have that emotional connection. Right. So you truly do need to see yourself like, I do. I really do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I find myself sometimes when I'm consuming, when I'm consuming porn, trying to find stuff like affection or like Mm -hmm. intimacy like like closeness not just like sex i i kind of start to like look for like love 
like yep. visual displays of love, yep. which is can be kind of difficult if you're. I mean, if you're on Pornhub, you're not going to find stuff like that, right? Probably so not, no. you got to go to your kind of independent companies, which is better anyways. And, Support and local. also, <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, why I bring that I, up is because I feel like it's um, making noise during sex, like, you know, putting beside, you know, maybe in porn, sometimes it's acting or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I feel like a, making noise during sex is linked to vulnerability, mm. um, which, mm. you know, just with men having toxic masculinity constantly rammed down their throats through media and through their male, um, uh, like, role models in their life and whatnot, um, that that's kind of why they're not so quick to moan and groan and let us know that they're enjoying themselves during sex. Mm. Interesting. I I feel similarly when it comes to porn. It's never really been um, it's never really been a go to for me. And I think, especially because I come from a background of criticizing media, like I cannot watch any kind of media without a critical eye. That I've realized I do the same, especially now that I am uh, I've been professionally acting for so long. If I try to watch it. I'm just trained to analyze the actors in a production and that's like it fully it fully takes me out of it. I've just never seen a convincing porn. So I think I am um and and obviously also having, you know, done uh, feminist studies in media, uh, media information technoculture was what I was studying in university. And so we did a lot of pulling apart, you know, where, where do those feminine storylines come from? What is feminine porn? Why is it so much more linked to the narrative as opposed to just ding dong, the pizza man shows up, take your fucking pants off. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Oh, Are you allowed to... oh fuck yeah. Yeah. God, I can unleash the fury. Uh, I've got a lot of fury being locked up in this COVID time. Um, But I think watching bad actors, and I'm sure there are, I'm sure there, maybe I haven't watched enough porn to find the good ones, Mm -hmm. but even when it comes to, like, I I would get so much more easily turned on from a really good like HBO episode kind of. Oh, what show? <laughs> what show? What show? Well, I just mean like HBO obviously was, it, they, they're the trendsetters when it comes to, you know, like Game of Thrones, anything that just whips women around and <laughs> joking, joking. That's not what I've been picturing cooped up in these four walls. Uh, I, I'm so much more, I, I can get so much more easily turned on when I see something that, does look real and yeah that has a little bit more of that story component but just it's got to be literally the acting because god i'm the same in sex you try to fucking fake it with me i'm like no nah, i can tell not buying I'm it off. not buying it <laughs> no, that is i gotta what... buy it <laughs> um because you should pay for your porn so you gotta buy it um <laughs> you you do you pay even when it's not porn when it's a real human you're paying <laughs> may not be a tangible coin but yeah um yeah though that's an interesting thing you're bringing up though about like male gaze porn versus female gaze porn or even media in general do you find that it in general is kind of hard to find female gaze media 
Uh, I think we are seeing more and more of it. I definitely think that there is much more space and opportunity to grow those stories and um, have more female-directed projects. Um, even, yeah, I, I have experienced even some stories that have been fully equipped teams made by like female filmmakers uh, all female cast and still felt that resonance where it's like it's so ingrained to tell this typical arc plot storyline that is patriarchal in a sense and and I think it's just going to take the lessening of the conditioning that we've grown up with um, but but I do think that there's a lot more variety in the sorts of storylines that exist now, that it's not just black and white, that it's not just a female story, a male story, that we can start to just tell stories like human beings. And, and you know, I'm hoping that there are still those similarities that everybody can get turned on by and not necessarily just clinging to whatever our egos have put up as the way to get turned on and off. Stitch and Wolf Leatherworks is a Toronto-based company that prides themselves in making high-quality leather goods. Each piece is traditionally made, hand-stitched, and as unique as the person ordering. I gotta tell you, I own a purple collar and matching leash, and the detail work on these pieces is absolutely incredible. So you can find Stitch and Wolf Leatherworks on Facebook and Instagram at Stitch and Wolf Leather, or you can email them at stitchandwolf at gmail.com. Mention the bedpost, that's the space bedpost one word, when ordering and receive 10% off your first purchase. Refer a friend and get 15% off your next purchase. Once again, that's Stitch and Wolf Leatherworks. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Stitch and Wolf Leather. Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Um, Justin, what is your sexiest movie you've ever seen? Or if you can't think of a movie, sexiest TV show you have ever watched? The sexiest movie or TV show that I have ever watched. Yeah. 
I feel like the most blatant slap in the face white girl answer is like the Fifty Shades series. Yeah. <laughs> Any or all of them. Um, so I'm going to say it, but now I'm going to try to think harder of like something else. Because Did I you feel... actually find those sexy? No, not really. I mean, I'm gay, so it does almost nothing for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dakota Fanning's like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, thank you. No, nope. no, not for me. <laughs> I've never even seen them. What? Good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel I, like it I, was I had... such a staple in culture at the time. Yeah, it was. It was a huge thing, but also I'm a uh, rebel like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you could probably do without. Um, it, it's there's been so much discourse on these movies. It's like. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. Yeah, I was over it before that was even out. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something that stands out now, though. In TV terms show? of, like, good TV sexy times. Mm-hmm. What about, and- like, like queer media? Any, like, sexy gay shows or movies that you What even can is think a of? gay show? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, tell me. <laughs> I like that. What, what even is a gay show? Yeah, yes. What constitutes a show being gay? Yes, What constitutes you. a show being straight? I don't know. Yeah. You tell me, because I don't think they're gay or straight, just because they have gay or straight sex. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, Broad City has some of the fucking funniest sex I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. Are we all familiar? Yeah. Do we all know? Yes. Oh, oh like, Abby and Alana love them. Oh, it's just, that show is such a place in my heart enlightening yeah 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 do you do you think it's important to show like a lighter side of sex like funny sex for example in media absolutely yeah is it not i mean i think we show almost every other aspect of everything in both lights yet i feel like sex is always i don't know like denarius and a bunch of Mm -hmm. horsemen riding around in a desert or that's about it or Dakota yeah. Fanning getting whipped on a cross. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be so serious. I like seeing the lighter side. I think that's why Broad City was such a beautiful, you know, dive in to be like, oh shit, this is, why, why can't we laugh about this shit? Why do we have to have such, especially, you know, what comes to mind actually is, I'm dating myself, but Sex in the City, <laughs> loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though even though everybody in my feminist class in university hated me because I decided to do an entire project on how it was not pushing feminine movement. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Um, but the episode where Carrie farts in bed for the first time with Big and how <laughs> embarrassed she, like an entire episode dedicated to her embarrassment, <laughs> like her shame, her shame over farting in front of the man that she loves. Right. And, and being able to find the, the humor in bodily functions and just being a human mm-hmm. with somebody else as opposed to just having everything have to be picture perfect and serious. Yeah, because then we uh, then we expect that in our real lives. Like if, if media is our reference for how sex is going to be, you know, during when we're having our formative years where we're trying to explore that and figure that out. That's what we're being informed from. So if it's kind of this romanticized, overly serious depiction, then we have a totally backwards idea of what sex is. Like, sex is to connect with each other. It's to have fun with each other. It's to explore each other and experiment and give pleasure to each other. And, like, if you're too concerned with, oh, I farted, and now I'm, like, you know what I mean? Like, because that's more... 
that's closer to what sex is really like than <laughs> I yeah I just realized I'm psychoanalyzing myself because when you asked Justin what like the sexiest TV show or, or movie was that he had seen I real I realized that the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> oh god I am I am quite embarrassed to say this the first thing that came to my mind that I remember from my formative years was the sex scene from Meet Joe Black. <laughs> And for those for those who have never seen this three hour film of just like absolute rapture but pure seriousness, so the opposite of what I am advocating right now, the the sex scene is between um, Brad Pitt who plays Death and the daughter of a man who like. <laughs> like a, she's she's engaged to somebody else and she she knows that that death is here to like kill her father take her father and the love scene so like i the first thing that came to mind was having sex with death talk about <laughs> being lighthearted. <laughs> but guys it's a fucking hot scene Just watch Stop. it i'd <laughs> fuck death i'd tap that yeah i would fuck death i think that's where the existential part of me comes in <laughs> I'm always looking to fuck death. (laughs) I mean, death fetish is a thing. So, I mean, I actually... Is it, honestly? Of course. Yes, definitely. Actually, I just had... um, A friend of mine has a a pretty pretty intense uh, death fetish, um, like where he fetishizes himself dying. So somebody killing him in a variety of, you know, erotic ways will what's considered erotic to him but um yeah he uh that's for sure probably his main deal (laughs) wow this is i'm learning a lot about myself right now yeah yeah i um yeah i actually he actually purchased a uh custom joy from me about it and it was custom what joy so like what's a joi uh it's a it's a genre of like porn that it's called like it's jerk off instruction. So it's usually somebody like speaking directly to the camera. Like, so it's like they're talking directly to the viewer and they're telling them essentially how to jerk off, but it's so much more than that. Um, (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. but you know, and they could either have like some toy in front of them where they're kind of showing it or whatever, but it's essentially more broadly like just that the person is speaking directly to the camera Mm -hmm. uh to get the the viewer off essentially um yeah so i yeah ordering them around telling them what to do yeah 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 yeah. kind of and just talking about whatever kink or whatever fantasy the the viewer requests or whatever but um yeah the whole thing was uh he had a thing where he wanted to do a poison lipstick thing so Mm -hmm. He's like, if you could like talk about, you know, why, why and how you want to kill me, um, and then pull out this lipstick as at one point and put it on and like talk about kissing me and then watching me die. Essentially, that was the fantasy. So then, sorry, so, can I can I jump in here for a sec? Of course, because now I have like twenty million questions naturally. <laughs> Um, first of I'll all, I'll connect you to, I'll connect you <laughs> no, to. No, no, no. First of all, how do you, more about you and, and the way that you mm-hmm. perceive that. So is this a fetish of yours? Um, I could see, I could get into it. Um, okay. when, yeah, 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 I could get into it being like on the receiving end, actually both I could see because 
there's kind of a hot thing when you're bottoming, um, like kink bottoming, where you're in peril, where you feel like you're in peril, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's hot, a hot thing for me. So it's an extension of that, I think. But then in, in terms of like actually talking about how you're going to kill someone, how do you actually mm-hmm. make sure that that's not... Like, there is no way that that's going to be taken seriously and you want this person to take their life or, or anything like that. Yeah, well, I know I know this person and I know that's a kink of theirs and they mm-hmm. know I care about them. Yeah. Um, and we have a relationship um, where we know that, that we that that is not a thing that I would ever yeah. actually wish. Yeah. And then, you know, I sent it. Um, I made sure to get very specific like uh details like there's very specific specific negotiations surrounding me making this for him i wanted to i didn't want to in any way have him feel actually triggered or unsafe or uncomfortable or anything watching this i wanted to get it like perfectly right right especially because it's sensitive material to talk about killing someone right you don't want to do that in the wrong way that's suddenly not hot to them right so um detailed negotiation and then uh, did the video, um, sent it, he loved it, and then I just kind of followed up, and I was like, by the way, I once again just want to tell you to that clarify. I don't yeah. <laughs> I do not wish to kill you, nor would I, 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 I think I said... Follow up is key. Yeah, and I, and I just said, I would be very, very sad, you know, uh, when you die. <laughs> so, like, I would be very, very sad to know that you died. Just just putting that out there. And he's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, really. He's like, like you ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think he was receptive. I think he was like, oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Um, but, yeah, it was very, uh, they're a very experienced kinkster and realize the difference between and they feel, and they realize the um, harmlessness of having a fantasy, no matter what it's yeah, yeah. about. Yeah. Even if it's very, very taboo, like murder, that's very taboo. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, yeah, but it's okay be- when it's a fantasy, right? It's, we're totally not okay, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. We're totally not okay. I mean, legally, I don't know what the right answer is to that, but we'll plug our podcast title anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so maybe we'll go back to you, Kaylee. Um, okay. I, I would love to ask you, in your personal life, you know, and in your relationships and whatnot, what type of a sex person are you? And there's no right answer. I'm not expecting you to answer, like, one of three things. <laughs> Just kind of describe yourself and your relationship to sex and sexuality. Oh, um, I think the most common explanation or the most common thing that I've probably said to my friends about my sex life is, um, the monster's been unleashed. So if (laughs) the monster, I mean, it's a phrase now and my friends, my friends know, like the thing about me is that I can bury my head in work. I can distract myself and not worry about my my sexual life and uh, re- those sorts of relationships, As- especially. Uh, and I try to find high vibration language to talk about like my relationship patterns and what commitment <laughs> means and like not running away and whatnot. But um, you lost me on I... vibration. <laughs> thank you or rather i got stuck on vibration yeah well don't we all come always coming back to the vibration um 
But the thing is, is that like, if I, once I do open up that valve, <laughs> I find, oh I, whatever, take that however it came out. Uh, <laughs> sounds like my ex. I, I find that once, once I start getting into sexy time or having those regular activities, it's like, I, that monster has a life of its own and I don't know how to control it. Give it to me all the time. Like, what do you, like, just, just, why do I do not live in my bed unclothed and tied up so that when I have the time and by that, I mean, like, I'll literally probably not do work now for three days and just want to explore. I just want to explore and find all of the dumb, wonderful moments. Um, but I'm very, I'm very capable of celibacy as well. <laughs> It's either one or the other. <laughs> it's literally either one or the other. I get I get perturbed when when it's not like when it's in the middle somewhere where I'm like, oh, and okay. <laughs> I guess th- these COVID times are the perfect example of yeah. where I'm at right now being I, I I guess I'm also somebody who just like is told if I'm told I can't push that button, that's all I want to do. So yeah. now that I'm confined to these four walls, I'm like, whoa, am I just going to get in the best shape of my life masturbating because I can't have what I want? Um, does that answer your question? I'm going to have some more water. I have a question, and we've already determined that's not water. Um, I have a question. Getting in the best shape of your life masturbating. How do you masturbate? It's aerobic. <laughs> What? Describe this to me. It's... It's a robot. Look, I'm starting I'm online like video on. tutorials. <laughs> What's that? You can purchase the masturbation workshop for... Yeah, uh, if you want to know my secret, it's a five-part video workshop, and it's I call it coaching, really. Yeah. I'm, I've become a coach in these oh virtual god. times. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> so you're a feast or famine kind of gal. <laughs> oh god. But like, I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> and thirsty, girl. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Tell me about um, it. I mean, there's only so much, like, let's be honest. All you can really do, unless you live with your significant other, um, yeah. or you somehow got trapped with somebody, <laughs> and then you just can't. This like is, in an this elevator. Is, this is time for your wonderful roommate fantasies to come true. For anyone at home who is stuck with a roommate, make your move, because they feel the exact same way. <laughs> Now's the time. I, I want to know how many roommates just turned into couples. I also want to know how many babies and divorces come out of these times. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Yeah, it, it, it's hard. Like so. <laughs> Wait, so are you having a child or getting a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> Statistically speaking, both. <laughs> Uh, yeah and and what do you and I guess for you what do you do then when you're like you don't have access to like sex (laughs) is it just you don't have dick access is is this just one cruel episode to put Kaylee back into like a moment of king oh um what do I do what do I do yeah what do you do with that energy you know I I've been running a lot. I've been doing a lot more yoga and a lot more meditation. You've also yeah. been doing a lot more texting. Be honest, Kills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Let's not get too real about my life. 
Um, <laughs> just as long as it's sexting, it's good. That's the only kind of texting that I've been doing. Okay, good, good. Just checking. Good, good, good. We're on the like, same page. Like, the thing is, is that I'm still texting, like, with my boss and such, so it's really awkward. Uh, everybody in my life just gets sex now, and I've turned, like, every emoji into something sexual. I literally can turn anything into fucking now. Uh, oh, man, I should stop with this water. What does it look like for me? It looks like... It looks like, um... Find challenging out in productivity <laughs> <laughs> honestly I've I, what's funny is that uh, I've had a bunch of work just like Justin you know even though I've not really been able to leave the confines of my studio I I have had a lot of work to distract me which I've been so thankful for yeah because me too me too I yeah. I really don't know what kind of sex maniac I would be right now if I didn't also have some sort of work like that it's it's the only other thing that I've been thinking about because I can't have it yeah yeah agree I just that's what I'm doing I'm like re-diverting it into suddenly I have all these projects on the go <laughs> I'm like trying to yeah. distract myself that way productivity is out the roof <laughs> Totally. As soon as you posted in the Sonar Network group, as soon as you posted in the Sonar Network group, we're like, yeah, on it. What do you want to do? Can we just collaborate? I just want to do projects. And I've honestly, I've had like these, I've been calling them creative bursts. Oh, but, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just been me reaching out to a bunch of friends being like, hey, do you want to like um, do a cover of this song? Hey, do you want to like start a magazine with me? Hey, do you want to like fucking distract me? <laughs> Start a magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you're funny. Okay, and Justin, how about you? How are you doing? How am I doing? (laughs) In your parents' basement, how much masturbation have you been doing? Yeah, how much is going on down there in that Uh, basement? (laughs) Unfortunately, boundaries are not really a thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's uh you gotta wait for the time to be right, you know? Yeah. You gotta you gotta schedule it, it's planned, it's very very mechanical right now. Oh hot. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. I know, real really getting the engines revving. Sorry. Sex folks. robots. <laughs> what kind West of Westworld, is that what... you? <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of a person are you sexually? What is your relationship with uh sex usually like? outside um, of what what is going on right now with covid totally uh so i think i again i'm i'm gonna take it back here and do the good old bringing things down with the queer teenage story um Let's i grew up it. in a really really small town um and it's not the best for the gays um yeah so i i moved um and i think i've overall in my life like even through college i was super uncomfortable with my sexuality even though I had come to terms with the fact that I was gay and very uncomfortable in having any kind of relationship um but yeah and now it's been an interesting thing where I have this job that I'm usually not anywhere in the world for longer than like two weeks and I would be lying if I said that wasn't fun like sexy fun sexy fun (laughs) sexy fun without the feels which is weird because I normally really like the feels but now I have like a lot of friends in foreign countries who also want to get sexy if I ever go back oh perfect perfect lining them up and what do you and are you doing what are you doing grinder what do you oh, how absolutely do you find partners when you're trying the minute someone <laughs> the minute someone sends me a dick pic I am like no thank no. you this is I'm 
I will argue that even when you are at your horniest, no dick yeah. ever looks good. It's not a cute thing. <laughs> it's not a cute thing to look at. Like it's I just, agree. It's just staring at you, and it's just, it's too much. I can't, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I want yeah, it, but I don't want it. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't it, want it in the picture. Yeah, dick, dick pics are funny, like, because... You know, like obviously unsolicited dick pics are the absolute worst. They are, never ever do yeah, that. Yeah, they're funny. <laughs> Laughing is the first reaction, so that's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's not what you want, guys. Come on, do right? You guys, do you guys no. have your like group of friends that you automatically forward them to and like critique it? <laughs> is that is oh, that yeah, thing I, that I, 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 I post them straight up on Twitter? Yeah, with excellent. their name and good. phone number. <laughs> good. good girl. Um, but yeah, even for me, when I like really like the person, uh, or love the person and like think they're sexy, even then do I not want a, a dick pic of your dick? Yeah. If something about them, I don't know, maybe the unsolicited dick pic people have ruined the dick pic in general. But also, also, so I think the three of us are coming at this mm-hmm. very uniquely. Um, I did my research because the last we were on a call this morning and I did not do my research and it did not go very well. And I felt really bad about that. So I was like, I'm gonna do my research with Aaron. I'm gonna go through this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get all the information I need. I went down a lot of rabbit holes. You'd be very proud of me. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm drinking whiskey. But in terms of content, I'm gonna just say lady Pim, you have beautiful content, well shot, very well executed, thought out, nicely lit. Um, Thank you. Being in the industry that, films and shoots and nicely lights scenes and and makes things pretty if you're gonna send me a dick pic fucking put some effort in it i don't want yeah, your bathroom shaking mirror like, lighting uh, yeah yes. let's have a, a flattering angle let's exactly. concentrate on like what's behind us in the picture what's don't forget around about us. Sorry. Like, let's like i'm comparing every dick pic if you're sending me a dick pic, I'm immediately going to compare it to Mablethorpe. So if it does not meet that standard, and let's be honest, that's the standard. It was the first that came out. So, yeah, I'm going to compare you to Mablethorpe. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Straight what up. What do you think? Have you ever sent a dick pic? Me? I have been asked yes. to, and I have I thought you asking me. <laughs> yeah, Kale oh, sends them oh. to me all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, I have. <laughs> well, I actually was selling dick pics. Um like me wearing a strap on like three days ago i was Amazing. selling them so my i'll send them to you guys if you consent to it wonderful um, because are I they think nicely they're very... lit yes that's the thing i'm right in front of a day lit window okay the okay, angle wait. is, is good. it weird if i ask I you to nice send them now so we can on. talk about it okay what oh, i'm yeah. gonna do is maybe show yeah, yeah show one through the yeah perfect through the camera okay okay because I do. I want your opinion. <laughs> Welcome to Art, Dick my... Critiques with Kales and Justin. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. this is what our episode's going to be about. <laughs> okay. 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 So I like this one. I don't know if we can see it that well. It's okay. more of like a full body pic, but I'm wearing the dick, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's not just the dick. It doesn't have to just be a dick. It doesn't just have to be I a like dick. I like the angle. Yeah, it's a good angle. Like... And you know the composition what? is good. You're giving me Thank realness so in the much. eyes. You're giving me flawless outfit, good hair day, <laughs> nice lighting. Yeah, but also just talking about it from like as a I'm a photographer as well. So the proportions and the rule of three that you've incorporated into the <laughs> No, you've 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 positioned yourself well. Thank you so much. 
Um, there are other ones where I had the traditional angle. I mean, because okay, what one will I? Is it like a is it a frontal or a side or like a? Let's play that game. Uh, oh, it's like oh, right yes, under it. Oh, yes, right under. See, Look at that pouty yeah, lip. But you can actually see, like, the thing is, is that most dick pics that I've seen or received don't also have the face in there. So it's like, was yes. that even you? Was that yours? Yeah, it's disembodied. I don't, yeah. yeah. Does anyone want to see disembodied genitalia? Like, what is yeah, that? I can Google that shit on my but, own. But, like, why do people send them? There, there are people out there who enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They're all the dick yeah. rating. I've done my share of dick rating, too. Like, but like for pay. People love that shit. Rating Boy. their dicks for pay? Yeah, they want you Sorry, to rate their Sorry, I think I just changed pick. my job. Do you, do you, like, set up a scoring table and, like, live stream it? Like, three judges and you make them do a <laughs> runway and they have to sing for their, <laughs> lip sync for their life? <laughs> they have to take Lip dick pics for their life while like helicopter digging across the runway uh, I'm so into it can we start some show sort tunes of... or... yeah we have a new podcast starting between the three of us and it's not show tunes folks <laughs> Wait, so and what's you the... can swear on that too what's the female equivalent of a dick pic Ooh, oh yeah. just like a pussy pic you know. just a pussy pic is that a thing yeah yes it so, like, in value terms, that's the same thing? Pussy and dick are equivalent? I mean, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, maybe it doesn't even have to be a pussy pick. Yeah. So, in what, yeah, what's, that's an interesting question. Thank so, you. is a guy's, <laughs> that means I'm stalling when I tell people it's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's what post is Let for. Let me ponder that. I'm going to swirl my whiskey and existentially look into it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so are we talking about like the equivalent is some is a picture that uh, traditionally females send to males and they don't care about? Like, is that what we're talking yeah. about here? Yeah, an unsolicited yeah. picture. So maybe, okay, so I've got a good one. Um, a picture of her, she just bought a dress and it has pockets. <laughs> oh, and the good nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no, but like you pegged me. You definitely pegged me. Oh like anything, any dress that has pockets, and I really want the guy to just acknowledge how much that means. Okay, wait, so so then when we're talking about porn, call back call back to earlier, and we're talking about the yes. female gaze, is the female gaze like seeing a dude be like, let me sew some pockets into that dress for you? Oh my god! Yeah, let me see your pockets, I'm baby. Sure. Show me again. Put your hands in those pockets. And she's like, yeah, ooh, yeah, around. this dress has yeah. pockets. Mm. Yeah, There's <laughs> still like around. half of the oh, audience you got your right hands now. In your pockets. Half the, half the listeners right now sincerely think that we're just calling a pussy a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that it has a double meaning. I mean. <laughs> Love double entendres. Oh, my God. You two have been so fun. I'm just looking at the time now. That's it, guys That's and gals. That's That's it. all she wrote. <sighs> uh, this was great. enjoyable. 
Can you tell our lovely uh, our lovely listeners where we can find your podcast and if you want people to, you know, follow you on social media, where we can do that? Yeah. So you can listen to us on any platform that you listen to your podcast on, like iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or even Anchor, which is what we've just shifted to. Oh, plug for Anchor. Oh. We record on Anchor. Um, but yeah, go there and look for We're Totally Not Okay. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's WTN underscore OK. Very cool. Anywhere you want uh, people to follow you individually for either you, Kaylee, or Justin? My handle for Insta is Kale's Luigi. And mine is Mr. Dot Van Out. Just like Mr. Dot Van Out. V A N L I E S H O U T. I know. I get it all the time. Come oh my on, God. Folks, are try we to keep up. Things? <laughs> well, oh my, my last name's hard to spell. Yours is French. Everyone has to take French. You're fine. We're like, go to the, go to the, we're totally not okay Instagram page. We're on there too. You can just find us there. <laughs> perfect. I mean, perfect. that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. What else? And, and for myself, you know, Instagram, I'm the Bedpost Podcast. Um, if you want to email me for any comments, questions, uh, questions uh dick pics you can send those to the bedpost sex show at gmail.com the three of us will rate them in a future episode and then we'll rate it yeah, yeah and we'll send it back yeah <laughs> uh, my pro doming stuff is at the lady pim one on twitter i always post a lot on twitter so i'm a good follow on there or if you don't like twitter for some fucking reason uh first of all what's wrong with you second of all you can follow me on instagram at pim.lady uh one last huge thank you to the lovely lady that does all my original music for my podcast and she actually just won a Canadian Podcasting Award what? for the original music on yes. this podcast. So Get big it, congratulations what? to congratulations. Stephanie Copeland. Yeah. yeah, she's the best. <gasps> I love Steph Copeland. <gasps> you too? She did your music. Yeah, I fucking love her. She's a doll. <gasps> oh, we have to talk later. Yay. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, yes. And then, of course, thank you once again to Kaylee and Justin from We're Totally Not Okay. Thank you so much for you two. It was thank so much to meet us. you and chat with you tonight. Likewise. Thanks for having us. This was a joy. It was. I'm now not a Google Hangouts virgin anymore, though. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and thank you, everybody, who's been listening. You've been fantastic, and we'll see you next week again with another fun and funny person talking about sex and sexuality here on the Best Book Podcast. Bye! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 